Yeah. Here we are again. Super duty. Back in the house. Together again on the radio. Yeah. It is um print magnificence and illogic. We here, man. Yeah, you missed the uh, repo man earlier. Oh. Oh, not the repo man, the uh, furniture guy. Oh. What, he came get get somebody's joints? Yeah, across the street. He tried to get him out to paint, but they uh, pretended that they wasn't home. Oh, they, 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 they. <laughs> was it, was it Ritter Center? Uh, what's the other one? Roberts. Aaron's. 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 Yeah. yeah. They came to get their joints. Yeah. They had, what I don't get is when people pretend to not be home, but they got mad cars in the driveway. Mad cars. Mad car. Yo, when I was young, I, I did it. I did it. <laughs> Y'all pretended to just not. I'm like, yo, you I see just, there's three cars in right, the driveway. Like, I just like, we can't answer that <laughs> until we get alternative furniture. <laughs> <laughs> This this is not gonna work out. Until, I need a couch. Yeah, I need to get a couch before I can answer the door. I didn't. You might be the first person I've known personally who's rented furniture. Yeah, I did it when I was when I was young. You yeah. know, when I first moved out of the crib. It's such a rip off. Yo, man, it's so bad. Why do people do that? I don't know. Because it's easy. Yeah. And it don't and it don't take no credit. And they move it in for you and they set the shit up for you. Yeah, and they all do that come shit. through. But the shit like. Once it's all done and done, if yeah. it's no, if you don't got a good deal, the shit is a fucking ripoff. Yeah, it's worse than like a car in terms of interest. Oh, it's horrible, dog. Yeah, and I was like, yo, you paying damn near twenty percent interest when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's horrible. Two and three times what it's really worth. Yeah. But yeah, I was looking like, yo, where my man going? He had to park the truck. He crept up, walked up on the door, started knocking. He was out there like ten minutes knocking. Yeah, he's gonna knock hard. He's gonna knock. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> you like, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I I've know how there. they do when they been want their shit back. Been there. Yeah, they they uh, as soon as he dipped, they all came out. Of too. course they did. <laughs> they probably opened the windows up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they probably was looking right through the fucking window blinds at yes. his ass. Yes. That's like, I'm like, this? yo, your blinds don't even really cover the whole window. They know they was looking through them blinds. Hell yeah, that's probably like, when is this motherfucker leaving? I'm trying to watch TV and he keep banging on my door. And I can't tell him to leave. Or else he'll know I'm old. Uh, yeah, he wasn't going nowhere. That's he, funny. He chilled for about 10 minutes, man. He'll be back. He'll probably come back like two or three times this week. Yeah. Like they do that. They 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 want that shit. Yeah, you're right. I mean, once they decide, I had a homie I went to college with. He his first job out of college was at like Rena Center. Oh. And he was in the hood. Oh. Stories he would tell me about going in people's places and how people would be running and hiding and how he would get in there sometimes. He'd catch him at home, but then the girls be trying to offer him to, to fuck him to, to say, yeah. keep their couches and shit. That's crazy. Like, if you just let me take you in the back room real quick, if you give me another week or two, like, dope man shit. Like, damn. That's wild, dog. Bitches is fucking you for renting center furniture. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, I believe that shit. That's crazy, though. I wonder how often that works. I, 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 it depends. It depends on how fine she is, probably. <laughs> oh, for real, so that's real? true. That's true. It's it a probably, function. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. it probably depends on if she if she called. Yeah, you might take. I give you another week. <laughs> I say you wasn't home. You still you ain't getting no more than another day. I might say you getting in a week. Yeah, but be back tomorrow. See you, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see you, dude. Tomorrow. This ain't changing shit. <laughs> like yo, bro. Don't you go get this one? <laughs> Who's this uh, over there yesterday? Yeah, and uh, you know. <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, they ain't, they ain't thought of that yet. We'll nah. see if it comes down to that. Mm. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's been all quiet in the hood, man. It's cool. like fall and shit. And, uh, yeah, long sleeves, thing. you know. Yeah, man. You know, so I'm just lounging, you know, trying to stay productive. 
Word. Same, same, same. Tax time for me. Ah. Uh, and October 15th is coming up. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the extension. The, the extension tax man. Yeah, man. I got that call yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess what I'll be doing for the next week. Yeah. You know. Word. But yeah, man. Super duty tough work talking about things. This week, we're going to talk about a topic that's been suggested by our fans. Word. And uh, this this uh, topic is about bands in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Bands in hip-hop. The lack thereof. The lack thereof. And uh, people want to know why. As uh, two artists who've been doing it for quite a long time, we've had limited experience with bands. Mm-hmm. I've had a little. You've had a little. Yeah. But uh, we've never just went all in on a band thing. Nah. And, uh, you know, people want to know why. People want to really understand, like, why is there no uh, bands in hip hop? And so uh, we want to talk about this this week. And this is a suggestion from our fan. His name is Mike Shirtenlieb. Shirtenlieb. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Mike. You Close know. enough. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm somewhere in the house. <laughs> I'm in the vicinity. Right. You know. But uh, his question was, why don't more rappers other than those on huge tours play with live bands? Mm-hmm. And uh, as two experienced MCs, we're going to dive deep into that and explain why there ain't no bands in hip hop. So, yeah. You know, this is hip hop. And so uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Yeah. We got you stuck off the realness. The most infamous, you heard of us. Official podcast murderers. The show comes equipped with few points to share. Grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow. So go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode. You're not alone in this world, cousin. So we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to. They spread gossip, but they never come close to. I can hear it inside their tone. They talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Yeah, yeah, wait. Wait, my bank set up, man. They don't really just give me money that I don't have. Right. So I really can't withdraw <laughs> the money that I like because the way my bank is set up. You know, I'm with a credit union. And you know, they be tripping, dog. They be tripping. Oh, oh, oh man. They be tripping. <laughs> they got a little more rules than that. Yeah, the average bank, they'll let you keep withdrawing money you ain't got. But see, my bank is a little different, man. They, they, they got all these rules, bruh. Yeah, uh, a little more strict, man. But, you know, they just, they seem to cut me off right at zero. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Something happens. Something happens, bro. When there's no more money, yeah. I get declined. I don't understand. It's weird. My car start work, stop working. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Y'all tripping. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we are, <laughs> folks. Doing the damn thing once again. Yes, sir. Talking about hip hop. Why there are not more bands on tour. And this podcast is going to take about 30 seconds because it's really only one. 
<laughs> the main reason, ninety five percent of why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's gonna be longer than five minutes. Yeah. It's, it's uh, we had eight minutes already. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> see y'all next week. Ten, ten minutes. But yeah, the number one reason why you don't see more bands on live shows or or only on bigger tours is money yeah money that's the number one reason we have more but this is this is a very very important reason let's hard, talk hard, about the finances it's hard enough to just uh, be able to take you and a dj that's hard to make any money yeah that's real like, that's one person yeah that's just one person it's one person you're talking about a whole musical accompaniment yeah because you look at it at a minimum with a band you got at least three pieces at least at least drums counting keys, guitar you. right um, and, and then you on top then of that you so on four. top of that so four pe- people minimum have to get paid uh now let's also talk about what happens once you get to four to, but but that's four minimum let's say four to five mm-hmm. you once you get to four to five people you are now uh, going into a different range of what you need to accommodate those people. Correct. So what most people don't understand is like once you get so my last tour I was able to do it with just me and a DJ. Mm-hmm. That meant that we had way more options to sleep mm-hmm. than we would have on a tours where I had three people, mm-hmm. even four or five people. I've toured in that van with seven people in that van. Mm-hmm. And the more people you get the more complicated it gets to find somewhere to sleep every night just think about it the average person you know hey man you got somewhere to crash oh yeah come crash on my couch right hey man can you crash hey man you don't crash me i got the spare bedroom right this is just one bed yes this is one couch yes that will take care of you and maybe one other person yeah when you start talking about four five six seven you have to get hotel rooms. Yeah, no options. No options. Or you have to sleep in the van. Mm-hmm. But either way you slice it, it's going to cost you more money. Yeah. So that's one thing. Like the accommodations you need to to even be able to take a band on tour uh, increase dramatically the more people you put in a band. And as uh, you know, our fan pointed out, you typically see bands on bigger stages, bigger productions. Why is that? Because they have bigger budgets. Yeah, and they have more. The accommodations are right feasible like, yeah like even if i look at like a group like atmosphere toured with them they went through the stage where it was just them and a dj and a hype man mm-hmm. then him and a dj and a sound man mm-hmm. him and a dj and a light man mm-hmm. then it was like okay the band yeah. was one of the last things they added but the band was added once he started selling out big rooms right yeah he once did, he could afford to have it yeah he could afford he could yeah. afford three hotel rooms a night mm-hmm. and you know at the 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 higher end of this you're getting a tour bus yes sometimes when you get a band that's a signal that you're going up to where you can afford a tour bus because the bus means that you can sleep people on the bus mm-hmm. and not have to buy rooms every night yeah and that's something that you know the average artist ain't gonna see no. if you really think about even among the the one percent of artists who are able to have a career at this most of them will never do a, a tour bus tour oh no that's like and if so it's somebody else's tour right someone else's tour it ain't theirs <laughs> it ain't their tour bus yeah i was on a bus one day with the headliner right it was pretty nice right it wasn't mine <laughs> Right. I was slumming it in the Toyota Tercel. Truth. That was it, you yeah. know? And uh, we've all been there, but it's like, yo, man, I've never headlined a tour that was big enough to be on a bus. Mm-mm. And uh, I think most artists fit into that category. So, like, the money thing, no matter how you slice that thing up, is always a factor. That is the biggest factor. Yeah. Everything takes money. Yeah. The more people, the more money, the more per diem that got to go out, the more ways you got to slice the pie, you know, the more rooms you got to get. All of that shit is... The more people, the more money. Yeah. And, and you know, something that people don't also think about is like 
because someone will say, well, why do rock bands do it and uh, rappers don't? Well, the difference between rock and rap is that when you see a band live and rock, it's mm-hmm. that band. Right. It's not, you know, uh, Blueprint featuring this band. Right. Because when you look at it in terms of hip hop, people aren't coming to see the band. Yeah. They're coming to see the artist and the band play the artist's music. Mm. They're there because they already like the songs. Whereas if you go to see a rock band and they got all these pieces, those same five or six guys have been thugging it out with that band since the beginning. Oh, yeah. And they know that they're going to get paid proportionally to the band's success. Whereas when you're talking about and they, yeah, know they that, go in with that mindset, right, the band is the draw. Yeah. But with hip hop, the band is not the draw. Mm-hmm. So you have to be an act who actually can draw us to be able to afford a band. Right. Because just because you add, say, hey, I'm going to have a live band this time. That doesn't mean more people are going to come out. No. People aren't there to see the fucking band. It's to see you. It's whoever the headliner is, that's what they want to see. And so like. That kind of de-incentivizes it with a lot of artists who are used, who came up playing with themselves in a DJ and they're used to making a certain amount. All of a sudden you're telling them, okay, well, what you made is now going to be divided six ways, right? five ways, or evenly, or, or you can put these guys on salary mm-hmm. and you know, hope that you make money at the end of it. Give them guaranteed money or do a, a split with them right. to where everybody's equally invested. But we all know everybody's not equally invested. Exactly. And that's when it gets tricky. Exactly. Because they know, they know that, hopefully they know, You, I think. <laughs> one that, would assume. Yeah, one would assume that they know that people ain't there to see them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I say, I get 50% and then y'all split 50%, that might not be a bad deal. Yeah. But as a person, do I can I afford to be out here for, you know. Yeah. A third of 50% of what we're getting tonight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And sometimes it de-incentivizes it for the band member. Yeah. It might not be that they just want to go city to city and just play their guitar. No. For, you know, $20 a day. You know what I'm saying? $50 a day. (laughs) Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And something, too, that just popped in my head as you were talking about that is like how I've done a lot of shows with bands. I've done Mm -hmm. a lot of shows with like bands locally where like. I would be the rap group on a a bill with mad bands and stuff all the time. And one thing I noticed about doing shows with bands that I never liked was that no matter who drew what, they break bread evenly. Yeah. That's something that I never liked. I always was like, wait a minute. This group who played first, they got six people in the band and they brung out three people. Right. But they still get the same amount as the guy who headlined and brung out a hundred. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and their their rationale is, well, you know, they got six people in the band and we want to break the bread evenly. We don't do that really in hip hop. It's a different mentality. It's a different mentality. Because they have a group mentality in, in when you deal with bands. Yeah. They're thinking like, OK, we all got to eat. Right. We all played. We all put the work in. We all got to eat. We look at it as until you you eat what you kill you right. know what i mean exactly <laughs> you, exactly you eat what you kill exactly like if you brought three people you gonna get paid proportionately <laughs> right to that <laughs> right right you know what i mean and i'm watching i'm always watching i'm like oh Yo, man me too if i'm watching this band play and i'm playing with them and they bring out three people mm-hmm. and i'm sitting there and i'm like wait a minute i'm breaking bread with them evenly at the end of the night i'm yeah. gonna feel a certain kind of way yes and so you gotta understand that mentality and that 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 financial, I guess, imperative, a lot of hip hop people are turned off by that. Yeah. And that will be something that makes them not even want to explore a band because even me, like I've played mad shows with bands, but that situation right there would be hard to navigate with people who are used to doing it their way. 
Right. They're thinking, okay, if if you're on stage with us and it's five of us and you're there, then you're just one sixth of the band now, Blueprint. Yeah, no. Like, nah. Nah. Mm-mm. Because no one knows who y'all are and this is about tickets. Right. This is about turnout. Because the turnout would probably be the same if y'all weren't behind me. Right, right. But when you get to a certain level, you get to 500, 200, 500,000 people, mm-hmm. you can bring a band. Right. Because at that point, you're going to be paying them a fixed amount. You're right. not going to be... Uh, and you're going to be eating. You're going to be eating. Eating well. But yeah, at a, you don't see it until the, the, the higher levels. And a large reason is because of money. Yes. Skrilla. Skrills. The scratch. So that's reason number one. So now you'll get into reason number two. Reason number two, and we touched on this earlier, but travel logistics. Yeah, which connects to the money. Yes. People don't think about that. The biggest obstacle I've seen bands have when uh, when considering touring is the traveling. Mm-hmm. It's not that they can't get the time off work. Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't have fans. The question becomes, how do we get six people, five, six people from this part of the country all around in all these other parts of the country. Five, six people, their instruments, their, instruments, their clothes, yes. merch, all of that shit. That's, yeah. that's serious. And I'm glad you bring up the instruments because that's something else too that's not talked about. Right. Bands often need a trailer. Mm-hmm. You can't just bring a, the band's gear in the same thing that we would tour in. Right. You and I used to go out there in the, in the goddamn Mazda MPV <laughs> or the fucking or a car. A car, Ford yeah. Focus. Yeah. I'd rent one of those. We would dip out. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Whatever. It was three of us in a car. Three of us. And our merch. That, and merch. Yep. Yep. And sometimes we had turntables too. It yep. didn't matter. Right. And bags and everything. And we could get in a little compact car and do it. You can't get a band <laughs> in, a in no car. goddamn compact car, bro. It's not happening. You cannot accommodate five, six people in that, man. Right. I don't care how small they are. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's not going to happen. And then as we mentioned earlier, you now have to think about, OK, once we get to the city, where do we sleep? Mm-hmm. Because people do need to sleep. Yes. And, you know, and that's important. Yeah, rock and roll ain't all about being awake. No, 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 no. Especially if you don't do drugs and shit like that. It's right. like, we want to sleep. Yeah. We don't just stay up 24-7. And so when you look at, okay, for every two people, you're now staring at a, 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 a what, hotels? Probably, let's say, 70 bucks, 50, 50 bucks per room. Yes. Let's just say 50. You're going to stay at the Motel 6. Three rooms. Three rooms. That's Minimum. 150 to 175 per night. <sighs> Now, that's just rude. That's just lodging. Just lodging. That's it. That's it. And and so the question becomes like, okay. And then you also got to think about the fact that you had to get a bigger vehicle mm-hmm. to accommodate them. Yep. You possibly had to get a trailer, mm-hmm. both of which you're renting because most people don't own vans that size. Right. Um. So now you got hotels, rentals, and then you got merch that you got to bring. So you probably have to bring somebody to help with merch, probably, because mm-hmm. you got all this other shit. You yeah. can't do everything when you got six people. It's going to cost you no less than 300 to $500 a day to run that tour. And you're not even and you didn't even mention the bigger the vehicle, the more gas. Yes. And the yes. more the more expensive. The, the So that adds to the cost of the vehicle itself. Oh, totally totally yeah and i can say that as a person who owned a fucking 15 passenger van mm-hmm. that gas tank is no joke no it's nothing to at me. least a hundred dollars per <sighs> fill up yes at and, least and then you get on get out in cali 
Oh, come New on. New York. Man. Uh, Chicago. You saw it. They start talking about three eighty a gallon, four dollars a gallon, mm. four fifty sometimes. Mm. I feel like I was out there when it was at four to five one time. And I was mm. just like ready to cry every time. <laughs> every time you fill up your Every time, bro. Five dollars. I remember gallon. cats looking at me outside the window, looking through the glass and me pumping the gas, being like, damn, look at his face. <laughs> I feel bad for Prince. So what could they do? Right. You nothing, know what I mean? I, I was eating the gas. It was my tour. I had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, nobody, you still had to use the gas if they wasn't there. Right, right. You would still be putting that gas exactly. in that tank. Ain't nobody splitting that six ways. <laughs> 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 Fools is cool with splitting the, the profit six ways. Right, right. Are they trying to split the expenses six ways? Right. No, my brother. Straight up. They, the average person is not. Yeah. Not if they don't have to. And so uh, that's just... Something that, you know, it, it comes along with it, man. But accommodations, that's something you got to think about. The more people you got, the harder it is to accommodate them. On this last tour, it was just two of us. And that was the easiest time I ever had finding accommodations. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't, if you don't want a hotel room, if you because you've been around enough, yeah. you probably know somebody in every city that you've been to that yeah. would let you crash on a couch. Right, it was a good combination of, okay, tonight, once a week we crashed with somebody. The rest mm-hmm. of the weeks we would get a room, days we get a room. And sometimes more than that, but it was like, yo, man, it, because we didn't have to get two rooms every night. Right. We could now spend an extra twenty twenty five dollars on the room to not stay in the Motel Six, right. to stay in something that was like four stars or three and a half instead of like two point five in the hood. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right, you know right. what I mean? Like like heroin addicts and shit outside your room. Yeah, and uh, and still dropping seventy, still dropping seventy for some bullshit, <laughs> right? Because you gotta stay somewhere. Yeah. It ain't like staying in the bullshit is twenty dollars, right? No, they gonna still tax you. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, that's 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 a, a big reason. Like, how do you logistically get all of these motherfuckers from point A to point B and we also got to talk about like organizationally the more people you have to get on the right page on the same page every day Mm. the more difficult it is to tour Mm. if you think it's difficult for you and your partner you know you and your best friend agree where y'all should go kick it you and your wife you and your fucking look tour is a whole nother animal oh come on try six different people who Mm. are all different yeah and are all just somewhere you know they're not the same they don't have the same goal every day yeah some motherfuckers look we've been on tours where fools just got mad because they didn't want to leave the room on time yeah we say okay we're leaving at seven o'clock tomorrow at at 10 till everybody in the van but one motherfucker yeah and then you go to the room hey dog what's up it's 10 minutes after 15 minutes after they in there just you know chilling chilling yeah, you know, him. not even dressed. Yeah, just like, ironing clothes. Yeah, this is the shit you have to go through every fucking day. And the more people you have, the more difficult it is. So I, I don't blame a lot of hip hop guys for not want to deal with it until they get to the higher level. Yeah, because then you got the money to where they probably got a separate yes a separate um vehicle that they're traveling in, so you can get where you want to go whenever you want to get there. Yep, and they know that. Most likely, if they don't get where they're supposed to be, they might be going home tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. They get you know fired. what I'm saying? Yes. Like people, people ain't late when they when they in a band with Jay Z for that, Jay Z. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a very different kind of thing. Even for atmosphere, there's you ain't late. You ain't gonna be late. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because no. th- they will fly your ass home. Yeah, you be out of there. Yeah, you will be gone, and someone yeah, yeah, will yeah, replace yeah, he's you. He's not playing on that. Like yeah. he's your boss. Yeah, straight up. He's he's, he's your friend. <laughs> he's your boss. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get fired. Yeah, you will definitely get fired. <laughs> yeah, man. I've I've we've never had those issues because we've known each other long enough. Yes. To where 
we usually don't talk until noon. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like even even if we had an early get in the car early, yeah. seven a.m. leave. We usually got headphones on. You know, reading, sleeping. Yeah. We don't talk to each other usually till around eleven. <laughs> to do and we cool with that right right we are comfortable with that because we are all like i gotta talk to you all night <laughs> right right for the next three months <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i don't really feel like talking to you for a good five six hours a day yeah see that's the kind of shit that dudes can do when they're around each other that you can't do with your significant other oh nah because you know it's well, she gonna hit you with the what's wrong? what's wrong why you not talking what's wrong why are you so quiet man like look I'm doing my thing I'm happy I'm right. cool I'm chill yeah we don't gotta say shit we nah. can be in the same room with each other for five hours straight <laughs> and not talk no beef and be fine <laughs> yeah and when we start talking it's like hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway man yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no problem man but yeah, yeah six people logistically it's a, it's a it's a nightmare man so yeah. so yeah that is why you only see it at the higher level man of like guys who are really big playing like thousand cap rooms 500 cap rooms or larger or you see it with the tours that are sponsored by bigger entities mm-hmm. a lot of times those tours festivals like festivals yep. they'll, they'll the festivals or the the entity will pay the band mm-hmm. you know like i think there was a tour that ghostface did with a band before yeah what is and, um, uh buckshot as well right yeah mm-hmm. was that the red bull thing i don't think it was red bull i can't remember who did i forget that one. who did it yeah. but um that tour i'm pretty sure that neither of those guys paid the band oh yeah that whoever sponsored that tour covered the band's you know uh performance fees and travel fees and paid for them to practice and be flown to and out of the you know saying the the start and end of the tour Mm -hmm. that's something that they probably wouldn't have gotten ghostface to do yeah had he had had to to play that himself yeah because usually ghost has a dj and a hype man yeah that's it and there's a reason right there's a reason for that and his tour manager and merch person you know what i'm saying like ghost usually travels with no more than probably six people max you know what i'm saying and he can afford to travel with more if he wanted and probably to. three of them is just his homies yeah just just his boys. door unit random three door unit dudes. right right like, that I'm might got a guest verse here and there you <laughs> right. know but yeah that's so that's number two yeah uh, we'll take a break to all the listeners of the super duty tough work podcast this is blueprint here to announce that i have a brand new album titled two-headed monster that will be available on May 22nd, 2018 on Weightless Recordings. The album is produced entirely by yours truly and features guest appearances from a few people that I've wanted to collaborate with for a long time, like Slug of Atmosphere, AC Alone, Mr. Liff, Wordsworth, Superstition, and High Slow. Two-Headed Monster will be the first full-length album that I've released since we've been doing this podcast. So to everybody that listens to us every week and is inspired by or helped by what we do here, I'm asking you to support me and this podcast by pre-ordering your copy of the project right now on waitlist.net. As I like to say, spread the word about good music socially and support good music financially. As usual, we've got a few different pre-order packages for you to choose from. Whether that's the regular CD version or the deluxe CD package, the regular LP or the deluxe LP package, the regular MP3 or the deluxe MP3 package, or the t-shirt package that comes with a t-shirt and a blueprint lapel pin, something we've never done before, with either the deluxe CD or the vinyl package. Whatever format you need, we got you covered. And just so you know, 
there will only be 500 copies of the vinyl available and it will be clear vinyl this time we've done red we've done orange we've done blue and now we're doing clear vinyl so don't sleep all pre-orders will ship out to arrive on may 22nd which is well in advance of the official release date so if you're listening to this head over to waitlist.net right now and order your copy i'm really proud of this record and 100 confident that you're gonna dig it too to recap my new solo album two-headed monster will be out may 22nd on waitlist recordings and is pre-ordering right now on waitlist.net now back to the show okay back in the building yeah it's us yeah those guys uh, why there are no live bands in hip hop, man? Okay, so now that we got the big, big, the, the two big, biggest yeah, reasons the big out things. of the way, we're gonna get to some of the more, I guess they would be minor reasons, but they're still real, at mm-hmm. least to me. Uh, why you don't see more live bands uh, at shows in hip hop? And the reason number three is, and this is something that bugs me, but I've noticed it, is that a lot of the bands and players are not hip hop. Yes. I'll say that again. The bands, they're not hip hop. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys that you see playing in some of these bands, a lot of them are just, they don't have a background listening to hip hop. Yeah, they just can play. Yeah, they can play. They technically know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they're playing all the right notes. Mm-hmm. They're playing it on time as they're supposed to, but it don't sound like hip hop. Yeah, they don't groove. Yeah, they, they got that, that fucking swing. They like, don't know. That's the difference between a guy like Questlove mm-hmm. and any of these other drummers. There are more, there are drummers with more accolades than quest love oh, yeah yet quest love stays uh you know synonymous with hip-hop bands mm-hmm. and recording and producing why do people hire quest love because he's a hip-hop head mm-hmm. he knows how that shit's supposed to sound yeah that's why a lot of like the jay-z's the nas is usually quest is the band leader right you yeah. know what i'm saying unless they're touring at the same time come on man but most of the time quest is the band leader and you have portions of the roots within that band speak on it man because that's what they are the hip-hop band they when are you the get up to band. that level yep and a lot of these guys come from rock backgrounds country backgrounds mm-hmm. jazz backgrounds yep. classical classical you see you see these these musicians come from all these different backgrounds but why is it that only the roots have been able to really really take this shit to the next level like that and it's because like we said hip-hop is not like every other genre Mm-mm. there's a certain way there's a certain actual imperfection that comes along with hip-hop. exactly and if you can't play that shit with certain swing to it and and i'll give you guys an example if you're online go look up a performance that just came out with uh it was common robert glasper uh, that group uh what's that um, uh, august green august green is the name of the group and they have a song called black kennedy they mm-hmm. just did it on uh, it was a sway in the morning or something like that yeah go look up that live performance for me and what I want you to pay attention to is Robert Glasper, who's mm-hmm. the keyboard player. Look at the timing in which he's playing the keys on that. It's very Dilla-esque. Yes. It's not chop, 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 Perfection. perfect quantized yeah. Yeah. notes. He's got a swing to the fucking keys that gives the whole song a crazy pocket mm-hmm. that the average keyboard player, I'll say 95% of keyboard players do not know because they don't listen to hip hop. And if they do, they just listen to pop hip hop. Mm-hmm. They've never listened to the true pioneers of hip hop production to understand why it should sound like that. So I say that to say this, when, when these hip hop guys start trying to form bands, 
very often they find out that it's very difficult to get the sound that they want because they are not surrounded by players who have the same understanding of hip hop and how it's supposed to sound. Yeah, a lot of hip hop bands that I've heard are very staccato. Yes. They're very stiff. They have no movement within the music. Like it sounds good. <laughs> right, right, right. But it don't move me. It ain't funk. It ain't yeah, it, it ain't, ain't funk. It, it don't have no funk to it. No swing, no groove. It's that's just, why I would much rather get a blues player. Yes. To be in a hip hop band and a rock dude. I would agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's some kind of soul and the movement of the music is very different in those genres. You know what I mean? But for the most part, a lot of hip hop bands are super stiff. Yes. Yes. And that and this is the reason. And and it, you know what crazy too is because it's so stiff, it makes it sound like happy. Mm-hmm. Almost like it sounds like a lot of these bands, because they aren't hip hop guys, they don't know how to really freak it. It sounds almost like they're covering hip-hop yep. instead of actually being hip-hop like, like they're reading the music yeah <laughs> this is what we think hip-hop is right so right. yeah i'm just gonna you know play a funky beat and they mm-hmm. play these funky beats and it's just like no you're playing the drums like someone who's never heard impeach the president right like someone who's never heard substitution mm-hmm. you've never heard the classic breaks you don't know shit about ultimate beats and breaks Mm -hmm. and that's why your drums sound like shit Mm -hmm. they sonically sound like crap you're playing so loud you're drowning out the goddamn vocalist which is another big issue i have with 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 live happens all the time all the time they drown out the vocalist and why because they don't understand Mm hip-hop to them a band is a band and everything is at the same volume but this is hip-hop it's about the vocals. Mm-hmm. You don't drown out the vocalist with the drum set. Right. You don't put the drum set front and center if that shit's gonna if the if the vocalist is gonna be challenged and he can't be louder than that. Quest don't even do that. He doesn't, right? <laughs> but when you watch most of these bad hip hop bands or mm-hmm. hip hop bands that you know you'll see them once and they won't do it again. These things I'm talking about are common, right? Mm-hmm. Like the band, um, they they always have terrible swing, very robotic and stiff. Um, they 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 try to make it more. They think that they have to uh, emulate funk music. Right. Like, yeah, this is going to sound funky with the beam, 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 beam. It's like, nah, man. <laughs> Bruh. That's not how we play bass lines over here, family. Right. We don't do that. Right. We don't do that. <laughs> That's not the vibe. It's like, come on, man. We not on that. Oh, man. Where you get that from? <laughs> who you been listening yeah, who to? Who you been listening to? What kind of hip hop are you listening to, bruh? Because yeah. I guarantee you that if you are really ahead you know the swing of like a, a premiere, a mm-hmm, peak rock, mm-hmm. a, 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 the roots, like Adela. You know that these things and these these guys on the drums are just like, it's very unique to the genre. Yes. And, and those are the, the things that I think make a lot of hip hop artists not want their music to be played or, or by a band. They don't want to collaborate because they fear that it's going to sound like that. Yeah, exactly. So true. Yeah, so that's uh, number three. Yeah. Okay, and number four. This is one that most people don't think of, but mm-hmm. this one is real too. Why you don't see more live bands in hip hop. And the number four reason is that most rappers are not producers. Yeah, they don't, how to tell, they don't know how to tell the band how to make the shit sound in the first place. Right, so we pick up with number three, yeah. which is about you got a bunch of players who are not coming from hip hop. Mm-hmm. And you're teaching them this music and you want them to play this music. You want it to sound like hip hop. Now you take someone who's rapping who does not know how to articulate mm-hmm. these things that we're just talking about to this band to get it right. So you got a situation where the rapper is just like, 
just there rapping. Yeah, just play it. Just play it. God, just it's, play it. It sounds good. It's a band. Right. But the truth is that it doesn't sound good just because it's a band. That's absolutely wrong. You have to take control of the shit. If you're rapping and you want live instruments, you are the de facto band leader. Mm-hmm. You are the de facto producer. Yeah. You are directing them the same way that like a, a, a Count Basie directs his band. Yeah. The same way that like Questlove directs the the the, the Jimmy Fallon band. Mm-hmm. That's your job. And you may not like it, but it's your job. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. You know, and because most of these rappers are just rappers, mm-hmm. they can't really articulate that. And that was one of the reasons why I had some stints with, like I had a little reggae band I was messing with, but I, I, I wasn't producing yet, so they would just play shit and I would rap to it. Right. So it never, like I never actually had a band that played my songs yes. because there was no way for me to tell them how to play my songs because I had no clue of how my songs were even made in the first place. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like I, I knew it was a sample and some drums. You know right, what I mean? But I didn't right. know how to, you know, tell them. Now that I'm producing, I would probably be better in a better position to speak a different type of language to tell them how to play certain things and what kind of sounds I used in the music, you know, so they can re replay it. But back then I didn't know. I was just, you know, I was just rapping over, you know, dope drums and <laughs> fucking horns. Yeah. And a and, guitar. And, and I've I, seen that happen a lot. Yeah. Where like the artist will get in a session with someone uh, with a band. Mm-hmm. And the band will kind of just do what they think sounds best. Yeah. And the artist will be reluctant to step in and, and mold it and shape it. Because uh, I don't play instruments. I don't play instruments. Yeah. I don't know how to explain this. You know, this is what I want. But I mean, it's cool. It sounds okay. Yeah. yeah. And then what you have when you do that is just like some shit that doesn't sound exceptional. Right. It just sounds like dudes playing what they think hip hop is. And if you got a band. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're going to do it, you have to execute at a very high level. Yeah. You know, at a very high level. Like I've done like the one big show I did here was with Brainbow mm-hmm. and a band called Brainbow here, instrumental rock band. And uh, to me, that was like the best I could have done it. I feel like we executed the fuck out of that. Oh, that shit was amazing. Yeah, because people still to this day are like, yo. Yeah, like there, I, I was upset that there was no recording of it. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no recording of it. There's yeah. no audio. Yeah. There's nothing. And that was one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen you do. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we rehearsed for three months. Yeah, I mean, I know y'all had to, oh, because that months. shit came off like really fucking yeah. practiced and rehearsed, and, oh, for you know. a 20, 25 minutes oh, set, yeah. max, yeah, maximum. But it was like one of those things where I did like four songs. Yeah, I I was such a big fan of theirs, mm-hmm. and they were fans of mine. So like, and like we talked about, I'm a producer, right? So when I get to these sessions, I know how to a I know how to break down my music mm-hmm. to get them the, the 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 instrumentals that they need ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I get to work through the parts with them. Uh, hear what they're thinking they get to add their input their spin onto it okay we like this but what about if we did it here and ended with this note oh shit that sounds way better right. why did i hear that when i was writing it right we had moments like that three months of that we would practice twice a week for like i would only be there for about an hour yeah they would be there for three hours mm-hmm. four hours so i would come in after they had worked on everything i'd come during the last hour yeah because your part's the easy part you just gotta right. rap. Right. They, would they be gotta there. make this shit sound good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would be there arguing and fighting before I got there. And then I get there. Okay, let's just do this for a couple of friends. And then yeah. we would work through it all. But that whole situation really, really showed me like, look, you have to be able to direct mm-hmm. just like a fucking film director. Because if you can't, this shit is gonna sound whack. And, yeah. it, and, and it won't be their fault because mm-hmm. they're doing what they know. 
And a lot of times the hip hop artists just don't have the vision or they don't want to practice enough to make it work. They Come just on. send you the instrumental, we'll show up and you just play that and I'll just rap. Yeah. Whereas with me and them, we had we had intros, outros, segues. You know what I'm saying? Like we had the whole shit down. Like it was like, yo, it was epic shit. Yeah, it was epic fucking shit. And um, I still think that's one of probably the best shows I've ever done. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And it was a one time event. Once, <laughs> once, never to be repeated. Never again. One <laughs> fucking time. One night. <laughs> 20 minutes yeah 20 minutes set and it was fucking stacked it was we the show was basically at capacity yeah so many people wanted to see it was scullies we packed scullies it's like almost a thousand people well probably 600 600 600. yeah yeah so it's like because this was before they expanded yeah so it's probably like 600 caps so it's like that many motherfuckers came out to see just that and the fact that the fact that there is no video tells you how good the show was. Yeah. Nobody pulled their fucking phones out. <laughs> no. People were actually watching and listening and vibing out to this shit and probably got home like, why didn't I fucking record this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I didn't. No, no, no. People were just like stuck like, yo. Yeah, like, yo, this shit is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so so that I think to me, when you, when you look at like the scope of like, why aren't there more hip hop people rocking with bands in a live setting? If you ask me, the people who will do it the best are the people who have experience produ- with production. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be a, a you know a top tier producer. No, you just have to understand how it, to break music down. Right. You, it's like music is a language. Mm-hmm. You need to increase your vocabulary to communicate with musicians. Exactly. And once and really what what really made that show work with me and Brainbow was the fact that. This happened at the same time I was working on Adventures in Counterculture. Yeah. So I was increasing my my musical vocabulary. I was working with like writing more melody every day, yeah. playing, being able to articulate my ideas better than ever. And I was do- working with a lot of live musicians on the album. So it kind of worked out to where like the skill set I was cultivating was what helped me, you yeah. know, have that show become successful. But a lot of artists are not doing that. I have no idea. They have no idea. And and it takes a lot of work. But I would say if you want to see more more bands and hip hop, it will probably come from the guys like who are dope producers already. Yeah, and it's nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with not, you know, having that vocabulary. But if it's something that you want to pursue, yes. you need to get your chops up. Oh, totally. Totally. So that's number four. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, People have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. 
If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Okay. Word. We almost there. Back in the building. Uh, Super duty tough work. Uh Uh-huh. Talking about why there are not more bands in live hip hop. You know? Mm. No bands, man. We've knocked out 40s. We got two more points. Yes. The number five reason that we kind of touched on that you don't see more bands in hip hop is that hip hop guys want to sound like hip hop. Yes. They don't want to sound... we don't necessarily when you think of hip hop, you don't think of the roots first. Right. You think of premiere. You think of Dilla. You think of producers. You don't think of musicians. This is a fact. It's very it's a different it's a different animal. This is a fact. And as we stated before, to get bands to sound like that kind of shit is a difficult thing. Yes. I mean, think of how long hip hop has been around and like how many bands have done it. It's not been a a, a big amount, right? It's been very few. Yeah, and, and like you're saying when we look at hip hop, we don't put, I think what a lot of people do is they say hip hop is great, but it would be better Mm -hmm. if it had a band. They think that until the band comes. Right. It's like this hierarchy (laughs) that they have in their mind of music. It's almost like with jazz, jazz is cool, but it needs more structure. Mm -hmm. Hip hop is great, but it needs less structure. Right. We need to add the live, the organic feel of a band and the rapping. And then it would be elevated to its highest potential, right? It's kind of condescending, but at the same time, I think a lot of people in hip-hop don't feel the need to form a band to be accepted. Or they just don't accept the fact that we need something else. Yeah, they're like, this is it. This is it. This is what what hip-hop started out as. Yeah. And this is what it's going to be. Yeah. That's it, all we need. It's crazy. I mean, but, and like you said, I don't think anything's necessarily wrong with that. Yeah. I think it's just that people look at their music. Like, if I, if someone would say, okay, Print, you have to do a show with a band on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and you can start today preparing. My biggest concern would be translating my catalog, the majority of my catalog, which is probably, I'd say 75% of my catalog would be beats that are made with like samples right. that sound sick because they're chopped a certain way right. and they flow together a certain way right? right there's some imperfection there 
my biggest concern would be that how do I make that sound like hip hop? Yeah. It's not how do I make you know my song sound like a band. Right. It's the opposite. It's right. like no, I need the band to sound hip hop. Right. Or else it's not worth it to me. Right. Because I'm a hip hop artist. Yeah. I think that same dilemma stops a lot of artists from fucking with bands because they feel like yo, I'm already hip hop. Mm-hmm. What do I need a band for other than to to make me not sound like myself? Yeah. And if I'm gonna make that compromise, it still has to be hip hop. Or I might as well just do like fucking Nazid and play with a goddamn symphony. Right, exactly. If you're gonna go, go way over then, there. Then go then go over there. Throw on a tux, <laughs> get you fucking a hundred pieces, right, of violins, right. a conductor, the whole shit. Do it like that. Yeah. To where you know this is going to sound completely different. And it's not a, you're not expecting it to sound hip hop. Right. You playing with a symphony. You're not expecting that shit. People know going in. Yeah. This is gonna be a a a a, a classical interpretation or interpolation yeah. of a hip hop album that yeah. I like it's gonna sound different whereas when people go to see an artist that they love and there's mm-hmm. a band they expect the band to replicate yep. the songs yep. if the band takes to the, the T to the T yes the less it sounds like the songs the more unhappy the fans are this is true and so that that dilemma is gonna naturally make some people not want to do it yeah that's a challenge yeah like one of the newer people that um travels with the band all the time and most of his music now is him sampling his band is odyssey yeah odyssey's band good company is yeah. super dope but like you said that is the same band that he yep. uses to create the music exactly so they they already know they playing the shit anyway right yeah that's a whole different thing than what we're in they're hip-hop guys yeah yeah you can tell and like we mentioned he's a producer yes and because he can produce he can say this is what i'm looking for and he can speak their language and they understand, okay, this is the record. This is what it sounded like. Okay, we can take a little bit of liberties, mm-hmm. but it still got a slap. Yeah. It still got a bang. <laughs> right, still got a swing. It got a swing. Yep. I just can't do it my way. Right. This is his shit. And, uh, but yeah, like we were saying, it's going to come from a guy like that. Right. Who can rap and produce. He's going to have one of the dopest bands. Yeah. But he knows what it's supposed to sound like. Exactly. And the people that he's using knows what it's supposed to sound like. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So that's number five reason. Yeah. Okay. We got one more last reason. joint. Last joint. Why there aren't more bands of hip hop. And this is one we kind of talked about, but this is this is a whole nother topic in itself. Mm-hmm. The reason that you don't see more bands in a live setting in hip hop is because you don't see more bands in the forefront of hip hop. No. Nope. The Roots were probably the last, I'll say, quote unquote, real hip hop group we had that had bands as an active element. Yeah. I mean, the Roots. You when you talk about the roots, it was the entire band. You didn't just think, oh, the roots is just Black Thought, Quest, and um, right, right. And right. what was the other rapper? Uh, Malik B. Malik B. Yeah. yeah, like you thought about the roots. You thought about the band as a whole. I agree. Yeah. And their music sounded like that. When you got "Do You Want More," oh yeah, it sounded hip hop, but it, you could tell it was a band. It oh, had yeah. a live feel to Beautiful it. Beautiful record. And so, uh, I th- my theory is that the reason you don't see a lot of these bands uh, in the forefront anymore is because as the people who were the pioneers of it or the most popular and, and the best at executing it uh, fall to the back a little bit mm-hmm. and are not the sound of what's hot in hip-hop anymore, now people are are, are a little more reluctant to to bring that out. Yeah, because they don't want to be a sore thumb. Right. Like, they don't like want to stand out too much. Exactly, because the roots stood out when they did it, and now you would imagine hip-hop has moved so much further away from that that you would really stand out if you had a hip-hop band. I mean... 
I think it can be done. Yeah, if it's good. If it's good, right? If it's done well. I think it's just, you know, people are not thinking like, okay, well, this is this is a viable option. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, man, that's a reach. Why would I want to go all the way down there when I could just, you know, press play on my phone yeah. and play this instrumental and then I can rap over and people are going to sing along with this shit anyway because they know the song or they're not, you yeah. know? Whereas, like, I, I think if there were more examples of it being done, especially the mainstream or major labels, I think people would definitely do it. Yeah. Sometimes, and, I, and I'll say this too, just to add on, it's been done, a lot of times when you see a band with a rapper, it comes off as corny. Yes. That's why a lot of them ended up being alternative groups. Yes. Rock rap, it's a little too corny mm-hmm. to be considered real hip hop. Yeah. Like the rappers are not cool. Yeah. They're technically not good rappers. I mean, yeah. come on, Fred Durst. I mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> like let's be real about let's this. Let's be real. Yeah. A lot of the guys who forefront these hip hop bands now are perceived to be among the worst rappers. Yeah. And the guys who aren't in bands are considered to be the best rappers. So why would someone want to risk that? The artist is thinking, man, y'all sound corny. Mm-hmm. This is they no longer go all the way back to the roots. Right. They're seeing these corny bands with these lead guys. They're like, man, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. That shit is I. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna keep doing this. And I think another difference is when the roots came up, being a sore thumb was a good thing. True. Right now now being standing out and being so different is seen as weird. Yes. Seen as something that is not popular because it's more popular to emulate someone than it is to be an individual, especially in music and entertainment these days. So I think that's another another reason is because more bands aren't being in being done in hip hop because there aren't more bands in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So it's not popular. It's not something that people will gravitate towards. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Because, yeah, years ago, I mean, there were never a lot, right? Right, never. never there was the, lot. what, the brand new heavies? Yeah. And, and they weren't even a rap group. No. But they just did hip hop. Right. You know, hip hop sounding R&B, basically. And I think they only were allowed to, to cook because the roots were out there. Yeah. And so when they came out and they worked with all these rappers, like Grand yeah. Poobah and all mm-hmm. these people on their first Guru. record, Guru and them, right? But you still look like, yo, this is not the norm. Mm-hmm. And so it never completely took off, although there were groups like that, you know, maybe now you have like a like a thievery corporation type of group right, right. who does it. But that's not the mainstream sound. Mm-mm. That's not what people are hearing all the fucking time. That's so niche. That's niche music. Very much. And I think that is why you don't see more artists doing it in a live setting. They're like, well, shit, I don't really see bands in hip hop at all anymore. Right. Why? And, and those I do see are kind of corny. Mm-hmm. So why would I want to do that? Yeah. You know, so. You know, that's our explanation, man. Yeah. Why you don't see more bands in, in, in hip hop in a live setting, man. And, uh, you know, I'm going to read back these reasons. And reason number one is the money. Mm. The screw. Mm. Big, big reason. The green. Large reason. You know. Reason number two. The logistics. Also related to the screw. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Very much related to the screw. Uh, logistics from travel to accommodations. It, it gets incredibly more complicated when you have a band. Uh, number three, most of the players are not hip hop. Yes. They don't understand this shit. Number four, rappers are not producers. Very few are. Those that are, do it. They do it right. Number five, artists want to sound hip hop. Yeah. 
that's okay you know if you got a band and you don't think they're gonna sound like hip-hop you probably won't do it right I need this shit to be hip-hop. unless you just say all right well I'm gonna try something different yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? that's it that's it but outside of that it's like no needs to be hip-hop yeah you know number six no more bands are in the forefront of hip-hop and as a result there's less to draw from mm-hmm. so those are the six reasons why you don't see more live bands and live hip-hop and at live hip-hop shows you know that's it for this week man bars we will see y'all next week all right peace thank you for listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>